Welcome back to another Divorce Confessional. I'm Claire Birchwood. Um, Today, I want to address something that I think I had questions about at the beginning of this whole thing. Um, My journey with my ex. So, when I was realizing, I guess, that he was a narcissist and that his family had narcissistic personality disorder... um, It was a real eye-opener. I'd never really dealt with that before. And I think my questions early on were always, you know, is it in my head? Is it something I'm projecting onto them or onto him? Is it, you know, is, is narcissistic personality disorder really as widespread as you think it is? You know, when you start... Googling things, and I know Google is sometimes the worst um, indicator of something. The fact of the matter is, and I'm not a doctor, but narcissistic personality disorder has to be medically diagnosed. So the problem with that is that I think a lot of people who have it just will never be diagnosed with it because they think they're awesome. (laughs) You know, there's not a reason to go in for that because they're perfect. So it's kind of a a double-edged sword in a way where you need a diagnosis to really tell for sure, but the people who are for sure probably going to get diagnosed will never get diagnosed. Um... So very early on in my my research, my looking into all this, I stumbled across a lot of information where often the narcissist would turn that accusation of being a narcissist around on the the victim, really. You know, um, back when I thought the narcissists were just in his family and not him, um... It was very clear that his parents had a very damaged view of, of, of him as their adult child. And, you know, um, I had found, you know, message boards from other adult parents like them saying their children were the narcissists and they were the victims. And, you know, there, there's all this kind of confusion about whether you're dealing with a a true narcissist or not. Um, And I think if you're here, you know, if, if you've genuinely found this on your own or maybe through a friend or if you are actively seeking out like okay what is what does it mean to be a narcissist what does you know any of this mean I don't think you're a narcissist I think that the people the narcissists who claim their victims are being narcissistic will never research that for themselves because it makes them uncomfortable because they know you know it's them um so when they do say things about their victims, they're just going to grat and, you know, latch onto that word. They're going to throw it back. They're going to use it, but they don't really know what it is. Like they don't know. They'll, they'll never look into it for themselves, really. So if, if you're sitting here and you're thinking, oh my God, maybe I'm the narcissist. Maybe I'm like 
having these issues, maybe I'm the problem. You know, if you're even thinking that way, I can almost guarantee you, you are not going to be medically diagnosed as a narcissist. Um, just doesn't work like that. You know, you are not thinking the way they do. And early on, I was wondering, it's like, okay, is my ex a narcissist? Do, do they have this? You know, how do I tell if I'm truly relating to a narcissist or, you know, just using this word because it seems to be popular right now? Um, and my advice to you, you know, if that's you, if that's where you're at, take a long, hard look at your history with the person take a magnifying glass, you know, to, to not only their current state of mind and their reactions to things, but in the past. And, you know, these are a few things I've noticed in dealing with my ex, the few things that stand out, you know, clear as day that this is not normal. Um, for starters, he always had a grandiose view of himself. And that showed itself in a lot of ways, but I think it showed itself mostly through his interaction with others. Not necessarily me at first, but through others. Um, when we were in conversation with other people of authority, he would take it upon himself to control the conversation. You know, um, it's kind of that person that tells and retells and and thinks their story is the most interesting and you know other people are tuning them out maybe you want to get away from the conversation maybe you know they're not really engaged with this person but that person you know he's gonna keep going he is gonna keep his story going he's gonna keep his you know whatever it is he think is very he thinks is very important he's gonna have that you know controlling the situation and looking back like there's a lot of instances where you know you might brush it under the rug while he likes to talk or he likes to fill in the blank but really looking back it's like this person's controlling the conversation they're controlling how other people think of them because they think that they're the best thing in the room like there are clear-cut cases where you're like, oh my god, they were boring this person to tears, but they kept going. Like, um, And I had this conversation with my ex. It's like, do you realize so-and-so tuned you out when you told that story? You know, maybe it's not as interesting as you thought or something because I have no filter. <laughs> and that was a big old fight. Because he thought, you know, I was wrong. You know, narcissists can't read other people. They they don't experience the thought that they might be boring or they might be wrong. So for them to hear that from someone is like, whoa, you are attacking me right now. What are you doing with this? Um, whereas, like, if someone brought it up to me like hey so-and-so tuned out your story you know was it really appropriate to tell in that situation I would feel horrible I would be mortified like oh my god did I really you know make this person think I was as pompous ass maybe I should go apologize like the way we think 
as non-narcissists is way different. You know, we're going to question ourselves. We're going to doubt ourselves. We're going to be like, oh my gosh, what can I do to like not do that again? And a narcissist won't do that. Another sign um, that I've noticed and that even my son has picked up on is very early on as a coping mechanism, a narcissist will kind of take, you know, hurtful situations, maybe even as a child, and instead of react to them in a normal way, like be hurt and, you know, change or process or, you know, talk it out with someone, they're going to have this projection of themselves, which is very fake, which is very, you know, almost see-through. And I think once you've been around it, you know like when you when you've lived with someone who's a narcissist whether it's a roommate or, or you know a significant other or a family member you know who they are and you know what they project and those are two different things um there are instances where i look at my ex and my relationship with him and um there were things he projected emotions, um, facial expressions, stuff where there was a dissonance between that and who he was. And he admitted that, you know, without thinking anything of it, he admitted it. Um, and it feels fake, you know, when you're talking to them, when you're, um, interacting with them, when you notice their interactions with other people, you can tell when they flip a switch and they're faking it, you know, for no reason sometimes. They might be faking interest in someone, but it's clear to you that they're not really interested. Or they might be faking an emotion or a response to something, but it feels very much like a robot. Like there is no other way for me to describe it except sometimes my ex felt like a robot. Um... Where I, where I would be going through something good or something bad and like the response to that was very textbook yet I felt no you know comfort or connection from that person because it just wasn't there you know they might be ex expressing the emotion or the thought or you know something like that but, but the actual feeling behind it is not there um and you know, you know the feeling if, if you've dealt with a narcissist, you know, you know, when, when you're not eliciting a reaction that's true, you start to pick up on it because it just, it feels weird. It feels different than let's say your best friend going back or, or something. Like if you told them something and they were like, oh my God, that's horrible. There's a different feeling in that conversation than if you brought that to a narcissist and, you know, they were saying the same words, but it just wasn't there. The compassion wasn't there. The, the feeling in their voice wasn't quite right. And that's because they're, they're literally reacting the way they think they should versus just reacting. You know, I think that's the biggest sign someone is not their true self. And, 
you know, when I get that vibe now, it's like, I don't trust you. I'm going to avoid this person because like, you know, when you, when you live it, it's, it's extremely triggering. You're like, oh my God, I think this person might have something wrong with them. Like life is too short to trust people who are not trustworthy. Um, but again, that's something I've learned over, you know, 10 years, 10 years of living with this guy. Um, I'm going to close this with a story and it's something that's haunted me for a while. Like I keep going back to it. I keep thinking, wow, you know, that was the epitome of narcissism. Um, there's so many stories I could tell, to be honest, and I'll probably tell them all, you know, as I keep going with my blog, but my blog, my podcast, (laughs) um, but I think the story that I always go back to in my mind, like the place in my mind where I'm like, that was not normal was on our wedding day. And this was woof eight years ago now um but going back there was this this feeling of disconnect with him all day and I remember walking down the aisle and seeing him at the other end and he was mouthing the word to me like wow like be like trying to emote that he had feelings for me and for the situation and everything but it was very you know again it was very it was off-putting it was a little weird I didn't know what to think of it because I was so young I didn't notice Um, but I always knew that didn't feel right and then years and years after Um, at least a year or two after, like, I remember him talking about it and going back there and being like, I, I said that and I, you know, said that to you as you were walking down because I wanted you to feel special. Wow. And... Like, for me to hear that, it was heartbreaking. It was... It was really painful to hear that. You don't want to hear or know or, like, confirm that you know your significant other was pretending. um, Putting forth what he wanted you to think in the moment that it was genuine. And, you know, that's not me reading into it. That's him fessing up. It's like he, he did that. So I felt special. But there was nothing special about it. And, like, that's really hard. It's really hard for me to think about, to come to terms with, and the process even this far out. Um... 
but you know, if you, if you think your ex or your significant other is a narcissist, you know, hopefully this clears things up for you. Hopefully you're able to see it a little more clearly now. Um, and just know, you know, if someone's truly a narcissist, they will never admit it. They will always turn the table, have it be projected onto you. And I think very few people like this get help. And, you know, if if this is your spouse or your ex, like, I don't think they're going to change. They don't see the reason to change. But, you know, you going forward can, you know, arm yourself with information, with with true information going forward, it's like, wow, this person is blank. This person did this. And, you know, that's not normal. That's not right. Um, knowing that my ex probably isn't going to change gives me a lot of peace because I know that if I was with him today, things would be the same. Um, nothing would be better. Um, you know, so that's all I have to say on it today. Um, hopefully it helps someone and I will talk to you guys next time.